Lobster is overrated. King crab's where it's at. Lobster's good, lo- but I don't think it's even lobster season anyway. King crab, yeah, you like king crab. Lobster is also like trash food. It's where they used to feed prisoners because yes. no one else would eat it. Everyone knows the story. Yeah, I'm just saying it's trash. You know, also trash. James trash. Cameron. One, two, three. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our list that we made that we don't even necessarily agree with. This week we watched The Terminator. Oh no, we stand by the list. Well, we do in public. <laughs> in public. I think in the in back public. rooms we bicker. All the times that people come up to me and they're like, hey, do you stand by your list? And I'm like, yes. You know who? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes, I, know, I, do. I know we're jumping ahead here, but you know who looks rough? Mm. Edward Furlong. Oh, I, yeah, I imagine so. I, Woof. I don't know if I've seen him in a while. Was he the one that stole a yacht not that long ago? <laughs> I don't know, is it? Did he? Uh, I think so. I think I feel like, uh, you know, Furlong is one of those child actor stories, you know. Uh, didn't didn't go well for him. Anyway, I'm John. With me, as always, is Dustin and James. With me. You're not with me. Yeah. It's your show. We're here. I'm just the one that does the intro. <laughs> We're here. We are. Yeah. So. so yeah. So. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hmm. How many weeks ahead are we right now? Uh, a couple. Um, a couple few. Yeah. So I watched two, game. three weeks. Well, more than that, I think, aren't we? All right. Well, I'm giving Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> they won't be spoilers. They won't be spoilers by the time. Well, this I mean, airs. for as far as some people we know, if it's not, if it's been right. like a year, no, no, it's a spoiler. It, it, I think a spoiler alert is a nice thing to do. So we watched the second, second last. That's what I watched this week. I watched the second last episode of. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, got no pro- I got no problem with it. Really? I thought it was a steaming pile of shit. Why? Oh, we want to get into it? <laughs> this this whole season, though. It's is... Final seasons are really hard, I think. Yeah. I No way. I think the second episode of the season is one of my second favorite episode episodes. second episode is great. I liked the battle episode, and then the last two episodes I thought sucked shit. I didn't really have a problem with the battle episode. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I saw that. Like, I thought this was going to happen. Yeah, I think they telegraphed that it was going to happen, but they didn't. They still didn't make it seem truthful <laughs> to the character in in the way that it was presented. Uh, we're talking about the Daenerys yeah. tor- torching. Uh, I think King's the problem Landing. is is that they sh- they should have spent. I mean, I'm sure quarterback like a multi million dollar thing. I mean, I'm sure there was tough choices to make, but if they had to spend more time in the last season on actually developing the. the finality of the characters instead of paying money for battles but everybody wanted the battles well they could have done both <laughs> so like I mean, what what's the reasoning why they had to like rush it into six episodes i don't know uh, i think it's because these two guys are done with this and they want out and they're done and they and don't I, give a shit anymore. i think oh i don't think about i don't agree with that that's the impression i get from the way I, the writing's they, gone they I, were just handed uh star wars yeah i know i think the three I'm, i think everybody wanted out yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you do a sh- you know, if you're an actor, writer, director, whatever, you've been doing a show for eight years, you're ready to move on to something else. I don't believe for a second that these guys don't give a shit. I, I'll give, okay, don't don't give not, a shit is, is, that's a, not har- fair. is a harsh I mean, way like, to put it. But. Seriously, this made their career. Like, it's gonna... It just feels so rushed. Like, everything. So and like, rushed. Okay, so, never mind Daenerys. Okay, let's just say that's fine, whatever. Daenerys, that's a turn everyone saw coming. That's fine. Uh... But every character feels like they're given short shrift. 
Like yeah. that is that the comeuppance okay, you well, wanted then, to see for it, Cersei? Is that part like of the, that's how you wanted to see no, the I end guess. of her storyline? No, I guess I guess you I wanted agree. to see Jamie go back to her after all that. You I wanted agree. to see uh, Tyrion turn into a total dumbass for the last. I, I totally agree season with you. and a half or two. I, I agree with you. You on wanted this. to see uh, Varys go. Okay, no, Varys is done. Uh, the I only things I liked in this were Clegane versus the Mountain. I thought that was good. Yeah, and. Uh, and you know some of the stuff with Arya like escaping through the streets was at least exciting the way it was shot and everything. Although I didn't understand why she's like revenge, 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 and then he's like just just go home, and she's like okay. So I think <laughs> yeah, I, that's oh, kind of weird. So I have we I talked about this with her friend Dan. Um, so I think that the fact that she's so couple things. Dan should just be on the fucking. I'm gonna podcast. play devils. I'm gonna play devils. <laughs> I'll play devils advocate for part of this. Um, I think that the biggest problem they have right now is that all the characters are all together and you see them all interacting with each other which means you're not getting as much time alone with some of them as you normally would because there would be like an episode where you'd like see the people in the south or people in the north or whatever other thing is is that when it comes to Arya I think the thing about her is is that when she so she was a little girl some bad shit happened she ended up doing going on her journey she ended up with like the faceless people or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. So the further she got separated from her family and anybody that like whatever, the more like revenge, cold hearted, like focused, laser focused she became. Right. Yeah. But now I think that what we're seeing is we're seeing a person that's now reconnected with like people who care about her that kind of anchor her. And what I think that that does is, is that it changes her perspective a little bit where it's it's really hard to hold on to that vengefulness and that anger and that hatred. Sure, that makes sense. And I think that what's happening is is that in this last episode, what you saw was her have this moment of realization where if this guy's telling me or whoever like to do this, I'm going to run. And then she has this moment of like trying to help people, and this other part of her is coming out. And this is all going to lead to like probably something really big that's going to happen in the last episode. Like either she's going to kill. You got more faith than I do at this point. I hope so. But like, oh, I do. Yeah. I, I have faith in the last episode. Still. I mean, that, that's, that's an explanation that could make sense. It's just that that's not what anyone wanted to see be the result of this character that we've been following for like eight years. We still don't know what's going to happen though. She got her big kill, which I, came out of I nowhere. Be, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom the final episode somehow salvaging. I don't know. The show after the last two episodes. I it, it's I so hope, I it, hope we're, I'm wrong. we're still not in Lost or Battlestar Galactica territory, as we're, far as I'm concerned. We're getting, oh, we're beyond Battlestar Galactica territory. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here! As far as I'm concerned, Battlestar Galactica is one of the most horrible final seasons of any show I've ever watched. I never I, watched. I don't think so. Season. I don't think it was great, but I didn't think it was. It literally had like no writers, from what I remember, because the writer strike was the on strike then. Was on, yeah. Like it was just a mismatch of like garbage. I thought there were still a lot of cool things that happened in the final season. Okay, we haven't, got, we haven't got to Dexter yet. No, we haven't got to Dexter yet. Yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens in this one last episode. All right, so now we move on. John from, also? John? He's just like fucking yeah. such a putz well, John's at this Well, John's going to kill Daenerys. Right. Yeah. That's the way it has to go. And then, yeah, whatever. Sansa, <laughs> Sansa's going to be on the throne. Sansa? I don't think that's, so. That's my prediction. She's not going to leave Winterfell. Oh yeah, that was my prediction at the beginning. Well, the, no, there is no throne anymore. They're going to move the throne to Winterfell. King's Landing? <laughs> I guess. Fuck King's Landing. Winterfell, bitches. Fuck King's Landing. Well, there is no King's Landing anymore. It's just a bunch of ash. Mm. A bunch of dead kids. Dead children. Yeah. 
Anyway, you, know, you don't kill a bitch's dragon because then she will kill thousands of children. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say the worst part of that, by the way, just to let me put a bow on this. The worst part, which I think that you which you didn't bring up, is Aragon and Jamie's Euron. F- Euron. Yeah. Euron and Jamie's completely undeserved mm, fight. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest load of shit. I didn't even mind the fight itself, but just that it was happening was just so Euron didn't do stupid. Euron doesn't didn't <laughs> First of all, he's the only one who floats up to shore yeah. just as Jamie gets there. Yeah. Like everyone else drowned, I guess, on his boats. Also he, he manages to float to shore and he, then have a fight with Jamie. He has no he does he's never he's, earned he's, anything. He's probably my least favorite character on the entire show. His his entire character makes he his character had like a cool He's like could the, have had a cool arc. He could have. And then it just like He's like the guy who plays guitar at a party and thinks oh, that yeah. everyone wants to listen to him. That definitely. guy totally brings <laughs> his definitely. acoustic guitar to a party. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Game oh, of Thrones. Uh, I want to say one more thing because it's another HBO thing. Mm. Um, Veep finished off this week. Mm. Final everything. I was much more satisfied with that conclusion. Oh, man. It's so good. It's not even worth talking about it because most people probably. Yeah, that's a great show. It's great. Show. Do yourself a favor and go back and watch Veep. <laughs> Talk about a, a, how to end a show. Yeah, that was a much a very satisfying ending. I thought uh, pretty good. One of those few fast forwards too that worked. I thought. Yeah. Not as good as Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, James, did you watch anything, James? Um, just the newest episode of Happy. Oh yeah. Wait, what was the most recent one now? Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, at the end of the episode, he so a whole bunch of shit happens, and he actually goes to kill. Oh yeah, he fights all those dudes in the basement. And all yeah, he fights all the the prisoners. Yeah, in the basement, and then he goes up and gets his this garbage bag out of the closet, and he puts on his like trench coat right, and, and everything takes it, he takes a drink and whatever and it's yeah. like he's back yeah, right? I, haven't, I haven't watched that episode yeah and it's like and he has the the Easter scarf yeah yeah I don't think it's gonna get renewed for another season which sucks well oh, yeah. it's the, too bad cause like what would be the next season Thanksgiving <laughs> the ratings <laughs> are terrible season. are they well they I think they're half of what they were the first oh, season really? oh man it's, or a quarter it's just as good or, and as crazy it's but, yeah, it's pretty bonkers uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that. Yeah, there's been a lot of like season, like second seasons of things I've been watching though, where it's just like this isn't living up to what the first season did. Like, uh, like actually, I was enjoying Killing Eve up until the most recent episode. Did you watch the most recent episode? Oh, of that? I've only watched the first episode. Okay, I heard the most recent episode was really good. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm thinking a week behind. Yeah. It's just I don't know the word the direction they've gone in doesn't make any sense to me, but I won't go into detail about it. But uh, Barry season two is amazing. Yeah, Barry season two has been great. Best fight scene of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did watch. Uh, I went and saw that long shot movie, Seth Rogen and Shirley's. Thing. Oh, I want to see that. It looks it looks just nice. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it is nice. It's like a sweet romantic comedy, but yeah. it also manages to have like you know the dirty Rogan yeah. humor that you expect from him, but mm-hmm. like more, like it's more of a legit romantic comedy than any of his past movies, I'd say. At okay. the same time, and it's got some funny political shit in it too. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it wasn't like 
you know, fucking amazing, but it was good. But that's like, I'm watching tomorrow, Diane and I are watching uh, Wine Country, the new Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah, is that good? I heard it's, I heard it's like totally fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And sometimes you just need a fine. I think that's fine. Sometimes you just need a fine movie. Mm-hmm. And um, like Dinah like really really likes Amy Poehler. I guess she was just on Seth Meyers. Oh yeah. And she just was like, "There's something that's so nice about just seeing two really funny people that are friends just talk to each other." And that's what I'm hoping I get from this movie, where mm-hmm. it's just like you see a bunch of people that. Just oh, is it a, is it a movie? It's a movie. Oh, yeah. I it's, saw it on there, but I didn't. It's just it. a bunch of people who are friends, yeah, just out. making a movie and hanging out. Oh, and yeah. even if you don't, if it's not the greatest movie ever, at least it's just like people it, it who like each a, other. It can serve an entertainment purpose. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I don't. Bill Hader was just on uh, Stephen Colbert, mm. and he's so funny. Yeah, like he's just like he's a bit like wacky in I don't know how like. Almost in, uh, you know, Jim Carrey's a little bit wacky. Like, he's doing different impressions. Mm-hmm. He does the the same thing. They both don't believe you should vaccinate your children. That's, oh, really? That's, no, well. they don't. I'm just... <laughs> so really haters of an anti-vax? I don't think so. Um, I hope not. But, yeah, they, they did, like, a, a segment on there, and he was just, like, laughing so hard. Like, genuine laughing. So oh, yeah. it was quite <laughs> enjoyable. Did you guys see that Keanu Reeves being interviewed by Oh yeah, Colbert? They, no. He had like the speechless moment, like what yeah. happens when you or die. Or he's like, well, he's like Keanu Reeves, what do you think happens when you die? And he's like, well, I think our loved ones miss us. And then Stephen Colbert just like looks at him for like ten <laughs> seconds and then like shakes his hand. <laughs> I I saw that. It's actually a really nice thing. Like, it's Keanu. He's so zen, you know. That's pretty zen. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, existential dread. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah pretty good. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, I have no transition. <laughs> oh, I was also watching, I've been, it's way old now, but I've been watching that Maniac show on Netflix. I oh, didn't yeah, get yeah. Around, I didn't get around to it till now. I haven't got around to it. How far it. into it are you? I think I have one left. Okay. And it's pretty fucking out there. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it when I watched it. It's... It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's fun just because each episode's like sort of a different setting and story and stuff because they're in this like, they're having these weird dreams in this yeah. computer or whatever. I love the uh, the one doctor that, that comes back. Yeah. Um, what's his name from The Leftovers? Justin Thoreau. Yeah. He's Ooh. he's so wacky. Yeah. <laughs> I like Justin <laughs> Thoreau. He's good. He's great. He's, that. It's pretty funny. Uh, I like the fantasy one where... Emma Stone is like an elf. An elf, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, the fucking Jonah Hill is like the well, one where he's got like the mullet and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Pretty you know we have another, it's pretty enjoyable. We have another episode to record. Yes. You're saying let's move along? Well, that plus you... Sh- I mean, are we going to talk about other things in front of... Of course. Are, are we, are we, <laughs> I'm saying are we going to talk about other things in front of The Terminator or our next movie, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, it's Time Cop. <laughs> which one it's do time you travel which, double? Which one double do you want to? Which one do you want to eat into the? Oh, we can eat into Time Cop. Yeah. Well, we just. Eat. <laughs> well, all right, let's go. Let's get to the Terminator. So this week we watch the Terminator. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. 
It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Your future is in its hands. This was uh, uh, James's pick. Yeah, my pick. Surprising, because James, I thought you're a real time cop kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, well, but that was a pleasant surprise. I'm glad that you. <laughs> until I watched it, I'm glad you uh, picked this one, and not. You know, the, I, I the next one. It was okay watching both, but this one I wanted to do just because. I don't know when was the last Arnold one. I mean, it seems like it was like a couple Commando. weeks ago. We watched Commando. We, we, we do a lot of Arnold. We do, we do a lot of Arnold on this program. How but many have we done now? We've done Commando, Predator, um, Total Recall, Jingle All the Way, and now right, Jingle all the, the way. Terminator. So about five. So five. I feel like Terminator good. is like one of those top notch. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic. It's a. I mean, it's kind of a movie that made Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like a lot of tropes come out of this. So what's the plot? Absolutely. Of the, what's the plot of the movie? Um, okay, so there's like a war in the future against the machines, and the machines are on the verge of uh, like eliminating all the humans. So somehow, I forget if they even explain it, but somehow they get... The, the one Terminator gets sent back in time to kill Sarah Connor and at the same time then Reese comes back through who's sent by John Connor, Sarah Connor's son, to protect Sarah and it's just uh, a back and forth between this Terminator and Reese and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some shenanigans go down. <laughs> some shenanigans, yeah. As in death. Death. No, there's also sex shenanigans. There is some sex shenanigans. That make a giant big there's hole. Some, there's some mind fucking going on in with this. regards to time and dads. So I have a... <laughs> when, I have a theory. Time dads. I time a, dads. I have a theory about this when we get to it. Okay. Uh, I, I've never, I haven't read any theories about this movie or Terminator. I gotta be like, surprise. I'm not a big fan of the Terminator series. Have you? I've seen them all once. You've seen two as well? Well, I've seen one. I've seen two. I've never seen two, Genesis. Two to me is two is the, one of the best five best yeah. like action movies ever made. Yeah. I haven't seen Genesis, which I think is three. No, that's five. Okay. What's three? Three is uh, Rise of the Machines. I haven't seen that one. Which still had Arnie in it. What's four? Four is Salvation with Christian Bale and Sam Worthington. We saw that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. I haven't seen any other and ones. And then Genesis was the fifth one. Yeah, so, so I've seen... With Amelia Clark. One, two, and four. And then Arl's coming back for yeah, the... Yeah, there's a new one coming up. The ninth yeah. one or whatever sixth. one. The, oh, sixth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, you could stop at two and just throw the rest in the fucking trash. It seems trash. to me like right. you're really kicking a dead horse at this point. 
Like, James Cameron really loves to just shovel it on. Well, I mean, he's barely been, I think, involved with any of them since, too. I'm pretty sure he has to give a green light before yeah, it's he, made. He, he's probably a producer who doesn't do anything with it. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm a producer on this and right. isn't involved. Um, Character But he hasn't directed it or written any of them since the second one. Uh, although I think he might have been something to do with the writing on the new one that's they're doing right now. I don't know. But... Um, but this one is like, you know, this one's pretty lean and mean, like just street level. Like we get a few flash, are those, are those count as flashbacks or flash forwards when we see the future when yeah, flash Reese, Kyle Reese is fighting the forward. Yeah. It's a, it's a flashback for him, but it's something that took place in the future where he's, we're seeing him in the post-apocalyptic future fighting the giant robots, uh, the hunter killers, as he calls them. Right. Um, I think that stuff's all really cool, especially for 1984 and a movie that had like a very small budget, um, that future war kind of shit. So I like that stuff. Right off the bat, sorry, this is like a weird thought, but are they just stuck in a loop? Well, I mean... Yeah, because that's what that get, we is. Into, we get into this stuff with the the fathering, then yeah, it's like a weird time loop, right? Okay, so this is my theory about that. Okay, so if time is always happening, right, there still has to be like a tip of the spear for time, right? Like somebody has to be like at the front of it. Does that make sense? I guess, yeah. Right, like okay, so there might be, we might be in the past right now, right? But Cause, no, because right. we don't know, but we could also be at the very forefront. Like, we could be breaking through. Like, everything's happening for the first time with us. Right. So, what if there is no John Connor in where Kyle came from? Like, these resistance people got together. Oh, they made up the idea. They made up the concept of John Connor as, like, we need a hero we have this ability. What if we go back in time, like create John Connor, right? So that he will exist so to help he us will win. Exist the to help us win, but he doesn't actually exist yet. I think that's a cool idea. I think there's a few problems with it in terms of like what we see in the movies. But because we, I don't. I'm just. I'm saying from this movie. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Or in even the other even just this movie. But beca- what, because what, but what the Terminators to- send a Terminator back to kill John but, Connor, but what if, <laughs> so that but, they kill Sarah Connor. But so what that if John, John Connor, Connor is just a person, a name that they give to multiple people, like the Dread Pirate Ro- Pirate Roberts? I think that'd be a cool thing. Like, so I, like I mean, I don't. Do you guys know about? The, well, you do. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. You know the Dread Pirate Roberts the from Princess the Princess Bride. Bride? Carrie Elway's. He's like. The, somebody just takes on the mantle like when oh, one okay. retires so, like, he's so like, that he's like always existing yeah right. so it's like I think that's a really cool idea that is a cool idea so that like they're creating their own that'd be cool if someone wrote that into one of these shitty new Terminators yeah but uh, I don't know that's just like what, when I was watching it I was like how does this make any sense and then I was like the only way it makes sense is if you did yeah. this I mean, which could be really cool with the, we're talking, we keep talking about how it doesn't make sense is because if you have, for some reason, haven't seen the Terminator, Kyle Reese, who is sent by these rebels to the past to, to protect Sarah Connor mm-hmm. so that she will live to give birth to John Connor, the leader of this resistance in the future. He is the one who impregnates her. Thus, he is also John Connor's father, even though he was sent from the same time maybe, period. But maybe really- she never tells John Connor... 
Um, that Reese. But I don't know what happens in the future. Like I'm, I'm talking about this movie. I don't remember well, what at happens. The, at in, the end of this movie, no. she's when she's having her monologue at the end. She says that she will tell him because he deserves that much at least, or whatever. Like when she's recording her thing. Um, but now I haven't seen the second one in many years now. But uh, I'm pretty sure that that Edward Furlong is the young John Connor in that movie has an idea of at least the basic idea of his dad. It'd be really so. cool if hmm. if Kyle Reese was the current John Connor. Uh, yeah. Not not the actual John Connor like the That's fucked up. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like he was the he was the one with the mantle of John Connor. Like, hey, mom, it's me. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's weird, man. He's not the. That's sick. <laughs> You're sick, man. <laughs> John Connor has this weird thing. Yeah, he has to go back in time. He has to go back and in time to make himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's not what I meant. You know exactly what I meant. I meant like, what if he was the one? He was the Dread Pirate Roberts of the time. Like, he was the one who created the idea of John, Connor, John Connor, and he yeah. was actually. To the people that were there, actually, junk. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. I want. I want to see that movie. <laughs> it's a cool idea. It's not one that's in the movies. That'd be a think. cool prequel. Yeah. Well, you tell somebody. I'm sure they'll greenlight it right away with the way they want to keep making these fucking Terminators. But so, like, how this movie is is he's sent back to protect Sarah, but then also impregnate her. I don't think that they necessarily know that. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily know that. I don't think he knows that. Because well, but John it's, it's Connor like, knows it's a time who, paradox, right? So like they send him back. He's not his father yet. Then when he goes back to protect her, he becomes the father, and so you're in this loop of like. But that's one of the th- weird things about these movies is that it then if they're on a loop on a track, there is is there any way out of it? But on the other hand, one of the themes that they keep pushing, at least especially in the first two movies, is. There's no fate but what we make for ourselves. So you can change the future. I think then you go into parallel universes. There's no way out of that. Right. He does say it's one possible future. Yeah. So then what happens is then you're, then you're, so the way my theory works in one universe, there's no such thing as other universes. The, the way it works, I think in the film is that there's, there's this universe and then it's, there's like everything goes through and then it splits off into two separate universes. Right. Right. And we don't necessarily know. Maybe she would have gotten pregnant anyway with another John Connor. Right. Right. She could have gotten pregnant later on by somebody else. It's just that now that she's pregnant. It it changed events just, you know, uh, not in the ways that we can tell because this is what we're seeing. We don't necessarily know the changes that came. Now, now there are there is fallout from the end of this movie into how things go in the second movie. Like they did change some stuff. By like the Terminators didn't kill her, so John still lived. But they didn't win the war. They end up sending another Terminator to protect her or to kill her. Right. Um, or just not this time to kill John himself when he's a boy. And the reason uh, all this stuff gets made is another one of these time paradoxes, like we're talking about. Is you remember the, at the end she crushes the end of this movie, she crushes the Terminator in that press. Yeah. And you see oh, when he got blown up. Uh, Kyle Reese sticks that C4 in him and he blows up yeah. and there's like a piece of it, like his arm falls in the thing. Yeah. So then this company, Cyber9 Systems, they're the ones who own this plant 
they find this arm and they start uh, studying stuff that is a technology that they don't have yet. And then they, and that's create, what ends up, they end up, you know, creating the Skynet thing uh, and all this shit. So it's another of these paradoxes where, mm-hmm. how I think it, you really have to be dealing with multiple dimensions then. Yeah. You're, fo- you're watching, or at least alternate like timelines. Yeah, so time, there's like all these different sorry, paths. I mean, not dimensions. Ultimate, yeah. Right. Ultimate. So then this happens. So then the path branches and goes this way instead, or whatever. Much smarter people right. have talked much more eloquently about this stuff. <laughs> sure. Than us yes, in my yes. basement. Well, I think it's all <laughs> fucked up. If you really want to get down to the nuts and bulls, this will make a goddamn lick of sense. All I know is that things blow up real good. <laughs> well, that's true. I they like do it. blow up real good they in this do. movie. This is a fun fucking movie, and this is a movie that is like so obviously so far ahead of its like of its time. Yeah, I mean the influence it had is like uh, is undeniable. But it's like it. This movie looks nothing like movies we wa- we've watched on this podcast that came out ten years later. Well, I definitely got a John Carpenter kind of feel. Oh yeah, yes. from a lot of it. I thought yes. that I thought so too. Un- undoubtedly, especially in the the music, music, the way the lighting, the shots, like everything. I thought there was times when I was watching it, and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a John Carpenter film. Yeah, I I don't doubt that he was, and even in the way that we talked about how Carpenter mashes genres, like in Assault on Precinct Thirteen, can't even talk. Assault on Precinct Thirteen, we talked about how he mixed western and crime and zombie all into sort of one thing yeah and then you see in this movie you know cameron is taking science fiction and horror and action and making them one one thing right john mm-hmm. just steals sorry i should, oh, i got to miss that james the hack just steals from john <laughs> I think it's the luminary. To call Cameron a hack. Well, I'm just thinking, especially. I, I, I know, think his career is front I know, loaded. I noticed some things in this podcast too, where James, uh-huh. Dion Cameron, <laughs> steals a lot of stuff. Don't even fucking from, say it. He steals a lot of stuff from John. Oh man, really? Visionary. Wow. Right. Transcendent. John Carpenter Dion. Transcendent. James Cameron Dion. Transcendent. That's it. I'm doing Avatar next. <laughs> Just to I piss you off. I will watch it. <laughs> well, we're doing it's it. It's on my list. I will not watch Avatar. It's on my list. It, will, on my... it will hurt me, but it'll hurt you more. <laughs> it's on my It's on my rider. It's I a, will not watch it's Avatar. It's a spiteful, spiteful podcast. That's not fair because um, there's nothing I can make you watch. I think James Cameron, like, the first half of his career is pretty fucking dope. Like, Terminator, Terminator 2... Uh, of the abyss, the abyss, yeah, and true lies, all pretty fun stuff. And then t- that you know, Titanic is where you know. Titanic. Well, I mean, that's kind of the end of his career, really, because you do Titanic, which is huge, and then he didn't make another movie for like what, like twelve years, and then he made Avatar. No, he was. He too did the busy. screenplay for First Blood too. Yeah, he was too busy, but he didn't like he didn't direct anything from, from Titanic to Avatar. He was too busy mucking about at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because he turned into he turned into like a fucking Elon Musk of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. like un just like okay, you did some cool shit, but like no one likes you. Oh, and Aliens, I forgot. Aliens, aliens. Yeah. like fuck, the, like he made some awesome fucking movies, uh, and like yeah, maybe no one likes him, but uh, he this this movie has awesome ideas in it. It's a sweet script. Apparently, he was living in his car when he wrote this fucking movie. Well, yeah, the super low budget. Well, 
I don't know it's, how it's super, pretty. It's pretty low. It's but pretty low. Obviously, they spent some on blowing up trucks and shit like that. Yeah, six point four million. Oh man, you guys, that's the budget. He did him. make the Piranha Two though. Yeah, he made Piranha Two before, which Terminator. I've seen. And uh, you've seen that one? Yeah, the eighty-one Piranha Two. I got no. I got no beefs with the Piranha movies. <laughs> um, but this movie is just. I don't know. It feels real punk rock. Like it's just. Let's go out there and make this fucking movie. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, we're going to have some sweet chases. Got the cool carpentry. Hor- and it's definitely like, it almost is more of a horror movie than anything else. But I think yeah. like, we keep going back to Carpenter. I like There was so much Carpenter in this movie. Yeah, There's for sure. So, so much. much. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I feel like if John Carpenter was watching this movie, he'd like, be like, did I fucking make this when I was drunk? <laughs> did I get drunk and make <laughs> a movie and forget? A movie and forget? Except for John Carpenter would never make a movie that's like on this scale. What do you guys think? think. Uh, yeah, well, I, I hope he would, but I feel like he. I don't know. It's not even that's. It's the thing. It doesn't really feel like a big movie. I mean, there's a handful of locations. You're on the street. It's at night. But there's a lot of stuff in alleys. Um, What's the there's, budget? So, there's of this a couple movie? big chase scenes. Six point eight million. How's that then, for the time? Yeah, I don't know. You have to come I do have a comparison. No idea. But um, but I think pretty low. And. So you do get a couple, especially towards the end, you get a couple bigger set pieces and stuff, but you get the shootout in the police station, but yeah. it's not a huge movie. It doesn't have a huge cast. You've got, you know, Sarah, Kyle, the Terminator, you get those couple of cops. Yeah. And that's basically it. Like there isn't, oh, you got Sarah's roommate and her boyfriend, but like, you know, they're not around real <laughs> yeah. before the Terminator takes them out. Um, but it, it's nice. It's kind of like stripped down. Yeah, it's just small. It's like, here's the small scale thing we're doing. It's like a future. You're telling this like future story, but it's like, well, it's too expensive to like make a movie that's all set completely in the post-apocalyptic future. So let's just do this like time travel thing. Yeah. This robot is sent back in time to kill, uh, kill this lady. And that's it. Like you're on the streets, you're being pursued. Uh, you have lots of tense chases, and the shootouts are pretty cool. Like when he goes in that police station and is just like laying waste. Like you can't tell me he doesn't look fucking badass when he comes walking down the hall with his leather jacket and his sunglasses and he's got these huge yeah. machine guns in his hands and just just taking everyone out. I love how he's he steals all the clothes from those punks and yeah. then he just it just so suits the character. Let's talk about yeah. punks for a second. <laughs> Let's talk about Bill Paxton, the leader yeah. of the punks. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Sorry, Bill Paxton. Sorry, 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 Terminator. I mean, you're telling me you just took Bill Paxton down like that? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, first of all, Paxton should have put up more of a. Why well, know how we know this is a? I mean, he's not as much of a pussy well, maybe know, in this as he was in True Lies. You want to know how we know this is a fictional movie? Bill Bill Paxton goes down like a bitch. <laughs> right away. Um, um, and then the other guy, the other punk, is the bad guy from Cobra. Oh really? Yeah, it's the killer guy from Cobra was the other. The what's other with punk. okay? What's with fucking punks in movies? It's nineteen eighty four. It's dude. just the time. They all look so lame. No, they look yeah. fucking sweet. He's got a fucking tire tread on yeah. his face. Yeah, with his mohawk and shit. Love it. Love the whole aesthetic of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Arnold swinging dong. Then they go to that sweet. <laughs> they go to that sweet club. Tech noir. Techno, yeah. Tech noir. Tech noir. Oh man, all the people dancing. Awesome. It's just. <laughs> It's so awesome. It's so of its time. And it they're just, I don't know. so I into so dancing too. These people. Yeah, yeah, they're really into it. And then there's like a shootout all of a sudden around them, <laughs> yeah. happening around them. Um, 
but did you guys know who was originally supposed to be the Terminator in this movie? No. Mark Hamill. O.J. Simpson. I knew that. Really? I knew huh. that. O.J. Simpson. And they were like, you know what? No, Not if he's too nice. No one's going to buy him as a killer. <laughs> Man, he took that to heart, eh? <laughs> he's like, I'll show those I'll fucking I'll show <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, you won't make me Terminator? Can you picture? They even did, the apparently, they, even did, they did like a poster and everything with him. Really? I yeah. want to see that poster. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, but yeah. But I mean, I can't picture anyone other than Schwarzenegger. So perfect. Oh, I love the scene where he goes back to his like hotel room and his, you know, his arm is fucked up and his, uh, that shit's awesome for 84. He's got the arm opened up and he's working on it. And then the eyeball surgery, like that whole robotic head that they yeah, made. Yeah, the robotic head. I mean, yeah, it looks, you know, it looks cheesy now, but like, it's pretty fucking awesome that they, they took apparently six months to make that head. Really? And it looks, you know, it looks like him. I mean, you can tell, obviously you can tell it's fake, um, but that's pretty sweet for 84 and cutting the eyeball out and all that shit. Looks amazing. Yeah. The show, the movie looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, you can tell that it's not super polished, but that's, I think part of the charm of this is like, they're just doing like a, I think they shot it really fast from what I read. Oh, really? Um, and so I don't know. It's just seems so perfect, but yeah, I guess Schwarzenegger got the part cause he told Cameron, uh, I don't think the person who plays the Terminator shouldn't act like a robot. They, they need to be, be a robot. A robot. <laughs> well, yeah. at the time, he was definitely a robot. At the, yeah, no, yeah, least shocking thing I've heard. <laughs> well, he's coming off uh, playing Conan. Yeah, so which is pretty close to Speaking a robot. Of which, I, I was at Valley, <laughs> dare you? I was at Valley Village the other day looking for VHS tapes, and I picked up the first like gigantic Conan the Barbarian like uh, comic book. Oh yeah, set for like two bucks, like an omnibus or something. Yeah, it's like I don't know, it's like that thick. Like um, by that I mean like four inches thick. I gotta see this. You gotta show me it's this. It's upstairs. It's pretty cool. Uh, I was looking at buying an omnibus for Conan online, and it was like fucking two hundred dollars or something. Oh, if it's expensive, if you if you want it, you can probably have it. Well, no, no. Anyway, let's talk about that later. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Kyle Reese, Kyle Reese, Michael Bean, who we've are you talking about? Are you talking about Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo, Tombstone. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, well, how come he wasn't a giant star? Yeah, he never really broke out. Out like he, you know what it is? He's not. Okay, so here's my thing. I think that he's like, he's not traditionally handsome enough. Yeah. To be like a star, and he's not like weird enough. To be like a Walton Goggins. <laughs> you know oh I mean? yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of in between. He should. What he should have done is he should have just like really leaned into weirdo. Mm. And I think he would have been a giant like, like yeah. working actor. Probably his agents were telling him, "You're going to be a leading man." Yeah, and because he sh- he's a good looking dude. But hey, I'd fuck him. <laughs> but uh, hey, I, we all would. Okay. But yeah, he just never became a big thing. Like he was in a bunch of movies, but never as like a huge. Huge star. No, and I think it's kind of sad because I think he's he's really good. I really like seeing him on screen. Yeah, I mean Johnny Ringo, I think is probably his best his best role. He he got yeah. he he. I guess he should have done more villain bits because um, the only other movie I can think of off the top of my head that he was in, I know he's in a bunch, but the only one I can think of right now is that movie called Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen, which is like a kind of war action movie. 
thing, but I do not know this movie. I know that movie. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We haven't done any Sheen, Charlie Sheen yet. Oh, we did Young Guns. We don't need to do fucking. We do oh yeah, we gotta do some Sheen. <laughs> so he's got Aliens. He's got Schwarzenegger. Sorry, Schwarzenegger. I'm reading the thing. The Terminator Two. Yeah, Stone. Oh, of course, Aliens. Fuck, I forgot um, he's an Aliens. He's Hicks. Planet Terror. Should know that. I should know that. Of all people, he's got. I've never seen Aliens. He's got four movies in post production right now. Mm-hmm. Like he's like definitely he's working. Working. Yeah. It looks like he's coming back though. I mean, like it looks like he was kind of. Not the, oh, 2014 was a big year. This is a good movie for like B actors though. Like Lance Henriksen's up in this. That detective and he's you got, Lance Henderson's really good. He's awesome. Who's the psychologist or? Uh, yeah, Doctor Silberman. What uh, is, what else is he from? Well, he plays a bigger role in Terminator Two, actually. But I, I don't. I know he's in other stuff, but I, that's the only two movies where I know him from. Like, because I'm pretty sure he plays a doctor in another movie, like a, the exact same character. Yeah, I think he's. I, pl- I read that he's played a doctor like four or five times. Was it uh, was it Naked Naked Gun thirty three and a third? Oh shit! <laughs> the best of the Naked Gun <laughs> trilogy. Uh, he's in like two hundred and seventy three credits. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Doctor Silverman character comes back in the second. Movie. Oh no, it's Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's what he's in. That's what oh, I know. Him. That's definitely go. what I know him from. Hey, is Monster Squad an action movie? Mm, maybe at Halloween time. Um, yes. Dick Miller, the pawn is the pawn shop clerk when Arnold goes to buy the guns. Oh, he's like yeah. just saying like I want all these, you know, I want this, I want this. He's like I want the OC nine millimeter. <laughs> uh, Dick Miller is a character actor that was in like hundreds of B movies and horror movies and stuff. He just died a few months ago actually. Uh, but I like he's like I'd like the f- phased plasma rifle, forty watts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, just would you see, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like the, I mean, we're talking around the movie a lot, but mm-hmm. man, I love that. I love eighties movies, like eighties, early nineties movies are great. Um, like time cop. <laughs> that's, t- that's, that's, that's next, next step. <laughs> piece of shit. Um, but like there's, there's just this thing about well done. Like, I mean, there's, there's a thing that I love about shitty eighties movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, a well done '80s action movie. I don't like. It, there's just, there's such a huge gap between like the '80s and I think like late '90s. Like there's there, yeah. No, there was a sure. big gap between like a good run of action movies, and I think this movie really kicked off. I mean, there's there's Die Hard, obviously. Um, for Die Hard wasn't for another four years after this. Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. Die Hard for uh, one style of, of oh, action yeah. movie, and then there's I think the Terminator kicked off this other kind of like. Other thread, and I think that a lot of the movies that we love have this to thank for it. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we just talked about the Matrix recently, and there's definitely ideas in the Matrix that come from some of this Terminator mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about '80s movies either. '70s and '80s movies for me, there's just a vibe. There's like a dirtiness, there's a this, grittiness. I, there's this there's dirty grittiness that it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, like, I, what's I, in the '90s that like action movies? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty double, of stuff. Double we, team. Under, under Siege. We just did Under Siege. That was '90s. Yes, yeah, exactly. You guys seen a little film called Double Team? <laughs> I have. I know you have. I watched it for the purposes of recording uh, on this show. We'll record it one day. <laughs> I keep hearing that. Um, 
<laughs> is that this, means I have to watch it again. Is this the only time Arnold plays a bad guy? Uh, no, Batman and Robin, he was Mr. Oh, Freeze. Oh, right, he was Mr. Freeze. You're not sending me to the cooler. I, I gotta <laughs> tell you, if, if, uh, if Jingle All the Way was edited a little differently, I think you would have been the bad guy. <laughs> right. Um, Consumerism is the bad guy. Mm. No. And fucking Booster. Fuck Booster. Yeah, fuck Booster. Nobody likes you, Booster. <laughs> I think he didn't want to take the role because he didn't want to be a villain at first, but he was talked into it, and I'm so thankful. That it was, like, he just looks like an unstoppable killing machine. Like, yeah. But that's why, like, The Rock needs to just get over it. Yeah. Like, he's... The Rock is gonna just wear every... I, I listened to a... I listened to a, certain, a podcast, I think it was, like, Deadspin or something like that, and some they have this thing at the end where they... they letter it's the letter or something anyway people write letters in they say hey which celebrity is going to be hated in the future that's loved right now Mm. i think it's going to be somebody like the rock you're going to turn on the rock the the rock better than anyone should know that a good heel turn can rejuvenate your career exactly and that's the thing it's like unless he's just playing the long game where he knows but like you can't be the hero forever yeah he uh, I don't think he's going to be doing movies for, mm, I wouldn't say much longer. Do you know something that we don't know? <laughs> no. Have you been on the phone with Dwayne? <laughs> no, it's just he... He's gearing up for that presidential run? Everything he does, <laughs> he's gearing up to do, like, to get into politics eventually. You really think so? Yeah. I you think he's going to be President Rock? I think... President the I Rock? think he would try. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Reagan can do it, why not? I think him more than well, Reagan any... had fucking an Alzheimer's riddled <laughs> corpse of a brain. Mm-hmm. His like, wife just kind of like held him up like a puppet. Like people love him. I mean, we might want to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> we don't make cuts around uh, here. I'm fine with it. Fuck that guy. So, <laughs> um, what's your? Do you guys have a favorite action sequence in this in this movie? Ooh. James? I would say the police station. Yeah, police station is pretty sweet. I mean, it starts with, I don't know, would it be the most notable line that I'll be back? He's got the I'll be back. That's the first time he said it. Yeah, so. He says it in such an innocuous way. Yeah. He's like, I'll be back. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, we all know how it sounded. <laughs> Give wait, con- wait, how does it sound? Give, <laughs> let's see. Let me, let me hit it again. Okay. <laughs> he, he, give me another one. Of the, give me another shot at that one. <laughs> I was being <laughs> saying more in, con- in in like the context yes. of how he yeah. says it. It's it's not done in any it's menacing not emphatic way because it wasn't a thing. But yet. It's, it's also not in any menacing way. He yeah, literally he, is like, "I'm gonna <laughs> come right back. I'll, just give me a sec. Like I'll be back." Yeah, and he comes back. Like he like he with with his guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, police scene is is the police uh, office. What's the police station? <laughs> station. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's mowing down cops. Uh, I like when they're fleeing from him on the highway near the end, and then he gets hit by that truck, that semi truck, and then he like yeah. gets in, and he's like, when he gets in, and he's like turning it around on the. I was just like, oh man, you can feel like the oh, yeah. adrenaline coming, like the suspense here. He's like, that's kind of like um, the Matrix in a way. Oh yeah, because they kind of do that where you kill 
one of them. Right, and you take yeah. over the And then body. he forms into somebody right, else, and all yeah. of a sudden uh, something turns around yeah, or yeah. the train stops. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, there is a real Matrix vibe in a lot of that stuff where, like, he gets, like, knocked down, but he gets back up again. You're never going to keep him down. Ugh. That's, like, the, <laughs> that's my number one most hated song. Um, I think it's really interesting that you said that about the Matrix, because I didn't actually get that at the time. Like, I didn't, like, really see that connection. But now that I'm thinking back on it and back on what you said, Dustin, about how, like, the Matrix takes a lot from... Not a lot, but, like, it's... There are, there oh, are definitely ideas like, from this. But, yeah, like, but seriously, so much of it is, like, I, I see, like, the way the Matrix, like, treated Agent whatever. Agent Smith. Yeah. Agent Smith and the Terminator. Like, they're they're kind of the same character in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's definitely similarities. They just keep coming and coming and coming. Um... I think that the, for me, the, my favorite scene would be like the entire final sequence of everything yeah. that happens. Like it's, it's oh, not just the, one. Into the factory. It's like everything. It's like, yeah. it's like the, there's like the chase, there's like into the factory, there's everything. I love the factory scene and like how they're, they're doing that. Like it, it's very, it's really common actually in eighties action movies, like lethal weapon, like other where there's, there's a factory and there's like things moving around and then like they're like, if people are sneaking around. And it all just culminates in like this really cool, like scene of like in, in to get into kind of like um like the John Carpenter mixing of genres like like the Michael Myers horror mm-hmm. idea yeah. where like you you're the, being stalked and yeah you're being stalked and then you the you, final girl yeah and, and you finally you kill the bad guy you know you kill the, the yeah but, but, but then he, coming back. But he, he comes back and yeah, yeah and the, the whole final the final girl thing like it it all just kind of like culminates in this like really really cool like sequence and I I think it just it unlike so many movies we watch it earns it earns everything like at the end like it it builds towards something and it pays off and it it's like oh. I just sat through an hour, I can say hour and 47 minutes. Like this is a properly like done movie mm-hmm. where it doesn't, it's not, there's not a lot of like fat on it. And you're like, yes, you earned all my time. You mm-hmm. earned everything. Like you earned all those beats. It was like, it was For great. Sure. Yeah. And I think like you're saying, like it builds really well to a great conclusion. Like it's, uh, it's, you know, it's amping up as it goes properly. Like he put it together in a way properly where it's not, the, you know, it's not all over the place. It's like, no, we're, we're building and building to a giant conclusion. And I guess the studio wanted him to cut everything after the truck explodes. You know, Kyle Reese throws the C4 in the back of the truck and then it blows up and we see him burning. Yeah. That is when they wanted the movie. They wanted the movie to end right there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And Cameron's like, no, we're doing this factory, sh- this factory scene. Like it, the factory scene, like really makes everything pay off. Yeah, like everything pays off in that scene. It, well, that yeah, like it, where he like he he's like, you think he's dead, he comes back, and then like they're, they're he's stalking like the Terminator is stalking them like mm-hmm. through everything, and like there's this, like, this tension building right like in it it's got the it's got the Carpenter music. Ask, ask. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's like Carpenter light, really. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, I was like watching, and I was like, I wish Carpenter actually made this music because it would be better. <laughs> I actually really like this score, and it's. Uh, I think the score gets even better in the second movie. Like it's the same template, um, but they like just alter it a bit. Um, maybe it's just because it's like super iconic in my head from having watched these movies from, like for my whole life. But um, I never connected it to Carpenter as a kid because even though. 
I would have also seen some Carpenter movies. I didn't know like he was the one kind of creating this sort of sound, right? Um, yeah. Speaking of so. kids, Cohen was watching this movie with me. Guys, <laughs> I was like just watching the ending again this morning, or not this morning, this, this before we started. <laughs> He's like, what's that guy? What's that robot? What's, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? He's like, <laughs> why is he so mad? Why is, why was she the one that was screaming earlier? Help. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to watch this? He's like, mm, no. And then he left and he came back and he's <laughs> so curious. I'm like, you, you can watch it. I mean, it's nothing really, but it's like, it's, I think what got him, I, I you probably shouldn't show your kids these movies, but what I think it's interesting is, is like, if you're wondering if, it's the the, the 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 if the filmmaker is creating a natural tension in the film, like doing it well, like he my my kid just coming in and watching a couple of minutes of it, just like it can tense. He's, he's pulled in a little. Like bit. He's pulled in. He's pulled <laughs> yeah. in. He's like he wants to watch it. Like he feels the tension. There's nothing bad happening. Like there's nothing like gory or anything like that. Right. But like you can just scary. you can just feel it. Yeah. And I think that that it kind of shows like how. I mean, how much I hate saying it because I just not don't necessarily like James Cameron. How I'm, he's such a brilliant filmmaker, like yeah, or at least was anyway. Was, was <laughs> a brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, this is IMDb's number one action movie of all time. Really? Sorry, not IMDb. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't think I can go quite that high. I think it is. I think it is an all-time classic. Uh, I think. So, I, think I think it's a banger. Yeah, I think what really ha- helps it is like you're saying. There's not much fat on it at all. Like there's nothing here that you need to cut out. Uh, like, well, you could cut. I think you could cut out the whole fuck scene. Okay, you can cut out the fuck scene. Uh, but yeah, that whole that's scene just, under but, the bridge. <laughs> Wait, no, no, you need that because that's where they discuss some of this future stuff. Can't you do that in another scene? Like yeah, what, which? Yeah, you could. Which other scene? Just Make like when the, they're on the road, like being when they're pursued by the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck's happening, Reese? <laughs> All right, well here's what's going on. Because that's pretty much what he's doing. Like you need to come with me. You don't yeah, understand. Yeah, but I think that's part of pacing. Is you have to have that lull before you go back into the intense moments. Um. I don't think so. <laughs> I know that's so. not, it's not what you the night comes for us? you prescribe to, but I think that that's, like, that's proper. There's like a 10 pacing. second lull in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The night comes for us is like, it, it's like speed. Yeah. Like, it's like, like a methamphetamine. Doing, it's yeah. like doing Adderall, like snorting Adderall compared to this. Um, and Linda Hamilton, um, who Ling, Lingden Hamilton, Linda Hamilton, <laughs> did I say Lingden Hamilton? I don't know. That's what uh, I she's, you know, uh, she's not so much of a badass in this movie, although you kind of start to see a little bit of the no, end at the very end. Actually, so, so once again, not that well versed in this movie. I'm like, oh, Linda Hamilton. She's really pretty. Like she's like pretty and she's like kind of like this cute woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I just feel like all I see in my head is like like that juxtaposed with like smoking a cigarette while like cock I don't know a yeah, shotgun pumping a shotgun pumping a shotgun in the second movie because in the second movie she's hardcore she's also like her, a, she's like sh- like you know she's, a she's lean yeah she's like you can see like the sharp angles of the shoulders yeah. and elbows like she's like a, it, a it, fighting machine in the second one I have a feeling that this is, this is what I think I think James Cameron took her. 
locked her in a cage in their basement <laughs> for like two months beforehand and like poked her with a stick and just fed her like raw steak. Jesus. And that's and that's it for like, yeah, like two months. And cigarettes and raw steak, maybe some Jim Beam. And that's how she got like that. And then that's why she divorced him. Well, whatever the method, <laughs> she certainly uh, took the role seriously. So, yeah, however she got there, good for her. <laughs> it worked out for screen purposes. For, it worked out for that movie. She's <laughs> she's broken, guys. <laughs> she is absolutely broken now. But you know what? We got a good, got a good movie out of it. Sure did. Uh, I should have picked, two, you know, I should have just gone ahead and picked two as my movie instead of oh, back the movie back. we're about to talk about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you fucking idiot. That's it was right. a perfect opportunity for you to do something good. <laughs> and instead, what did you do? You fucking dusted I, it I up. Took, I took the hit for all of us on this next pick. But anyway, we'll get to that. How did you take a hit for all I'll, of us? I'll explain that. <laughs> I felt like, you know, we should do Terminator 1 before we do Terminator 2. No, no, I'm glad we did the Cer- first one. Certain first. things we should go in order, you yeah. know. Yeah. Under Siege 2... <laughs> Versus Under Siege 1, I mean... It doesn't even fucking matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the Fugitive 1 before Fugitive 2. Yeah. Who could possibly give a shit which order you do Under Siege in? Exactly. Well, I bet there was somebody who was like, what? What oh, the fuck? What's what the hell? Hey, did two first? Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hey. No, I have no context. Somebody like somebody like <laughs> opened up their, their like phone and was like, oh, cool. New action action podcast. What do we got here? We got Under, Under Siege 2. I don't... I don't recall. They're like Under Siege Two. I don't recall. I know for a fact that they haven't done Under. Yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall. Uh, at one moment, did they do Under Siege One? And even in their in their, uh, let me look at their. There is no one star. No. <laughs> and one star rating. Yeah. Uh, let's rate this fucking movie. Yeah, let's let's rate it. Did you love it? Did you hate it? What would you rate it? Did you take that from another thing, or is that? Yeah, it's um, it's, uh, what's his face? The needle drop. YouTube guy reviews albums. You, you don't know the needle drop? It's pretty famous. Is that the guy who's it's internet famous? So my reaction's an eight. Overall, seven point eight. And my reaction's an eight, and my overall score. Oh, Anthony an Fantano. Yeah, yeah. Fantano. Do you still watch that guy? Uh, periodically, yeah. Uh, yeah. He eight. really got he got a bum rap. He did. We have to redo this part because we started with Anthony Fantano. <laughs> He got a he got a totally bum rap. <laughs> he did. They called him a racist. Yeah, yeah, but he he pretty much proved that it wasn't true. I don't I don't think he ever got his listenership back though. Oh really? No. I watched his that book. punk rock NBA guy just appeared on his show. I like that guy. Oh yeah, sorry. Let's, let's do this again. <laughs> I don't know how to do it again. To do it again. <laughs> Whatever. Let's just read this fucking movie. James, do your thing again. All right. Let's rate this fucking movie. That's what I said the first time. Let's rate this fucking movie. Let's rate <laughs> this fucking movie. Let's go. All right. Uh, reaction, <laughs> eight. Overall, 7.8. And my reaction is eight. And my overall score ends up also being an eight. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks like... So. I, wait, no. James gave it a... 7.8 and sorry 8 and a 7.8 that's what you just said yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I gave it an 8 and a 7.8 right yeah yeah. so overall 7.9 yeah so that's we got Total Recall number 13 Total Recall number 14 Mandy number 15 Infinity War well I'm gonna have to put it behind Infinity War I think guys <laughs> <laughs> 
This, um, this is never. This my is, only tough thing. Oh wait, yeah, I, I assume you're joking. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. This goes ahead of all of them. I think I have to put it ahead. I love Total Recall a lot, um, but I think this is just more classic, more necessary, more milestone. Yeah, I actually, I think it's also a better movie. Total yeah, Recall. Yeah, Total Recall. Total Recall is a lot of fun. Is a fun '80s action movie. 90s technically okay but yeah well it's pretty much 80s yeah it's like I, I consider i consider the early 90s to be part of the 80s, part of the 80s yeah because <laughs> they should nothing good should ever be associated with the 90s <laughs> oh, what are you turning into dan now uh, oh. bad boys why isn't dan just on the podcast <laughs> yeah uh so and you, you think it goes ahead of total recall yeah it would be a, it's a tough one yeah because i would watch total recall way more than I'd watch Terminator. It is more fun. Um, but yeah, it I, should the, go ahead. I think that the Terminator is like, I don't think there's an argument that it's a, it's just a straight up better movie. Wait, so what number does that make it? 13. Number 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. So well, do you, are, are you going to do that? I mean, you can give your opinion. No, no, I said I think I think it belongs ahead of it just because Total Recall just because it is just far more important. Uh, yeah, and it is, I think you're right, it is a better made, it's more cohesive piece. You know, it's like one easy thing without it, without many flaws. Whereas Total Recall, as fun as it is, there's lots of shit you could be like, oh, well, this oh, is cheesy. Another, this is- another mind movie that's like, what make, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Total Recall uh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> anyway, watch it again. Uh, next, we're staying with time travel and we're doing, as we talked about earlier, we're doing Jean Claude Van Damme, equally classic. Total <laughs> classic. Time Cop. From Straight what, banger. Ninety-four. Yeah. We're gonna do the. So um, I don't know what version of the film you guys are gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the Criterion version. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Criterion. Yeah. So everybody. You know what? I'll just it's, the new it's seventy five dollars. Uh, I'll buy the new four K like restoration. I'm gonna buy a four K restoration <laughs> correction collection time cop for all of you guys. Sweet. Um, um, so, do you think that they made time cop like in celebration of the ten year anniversary of the Terminator? Uh, definitely. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, almost definitely. <laughs> all right, do your spiel. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend. It's the best way to get our podcast out there um if you don't like it you know still tell somebody i mean in a nice way i guess tell somebody you don't like about it then haha <laughs> there you go um like us on uh on itunes uh check us out on instagram that's the best way to to see what we're up to and we'll see you guys next week Guys.